Mark Batterson tells a story that grabbed my heart as I've been wrestling about the life we all so yearn for as we enter into 2022. It's a story of uh, grieving the past when we need to be seizing the future. Queen Victoria, uh, you'll remember that we have a long holiday weekend in May in honor of her May 24th birthday. She ruled the British Empire, including Canada, for 63 years from 1837 until 1901. Well, very soon after becoming queen, she, she fell in love with Francis Alberta Augustus Charles Emmanuel. We know him as Prince Albert. And some of you come from his city, Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, yes. Anyways, uh, Queen uh, uh, Victoria married Albert, soon to become Prince Albert, on February 10, 1840. And for those of you who love a good romance and are so, so sad that all of those Christmas romance movies are over, listen to this diary entry from Queen Victoria about her wedding day, and I quote, I never, never spent such an evening. My dearest, dearest Albert, his, his, his excessive love and affection gave me feelings of heavenly love and happiness I never could have hoped to have held, felt before. He clasped me in his arms and we kissed each other again and again. And I hope it's not getting too steamy in here. <coughs> Excuse me. His beauty and his, his uh, gentleness. Uh, really, how can I ever be thankful to have such a husband? To be called by the name tenderness I have never heard used to me before was bliss beyond belief. Oh, this was the happiest day in my life. Wow, it sounds like Queen Victoria won the dating, uh, victor dating lottery, right? Nine months later, they had their first child, also called Victoria, and with Prince Albert, they had nine children. Nine? I I'm guessing dear Albert's love and affection had something to do with that as well. Anyways, the, the royal couple had been married for 21 years when Prince Albert contracted typhoid fever and died. Uh, Queen Victoria, she, she kind of entered into a period of profound grief from which she actually never really did recover. She wore black for the rest of her life. Uh, she had Albert's room turned into a shrine. Uh, every day for the rest of her life, she had the linens on Albert's bed changed, his clothes laid out, a, a basin of water poured for his morning shave. She even slept with Albert's nightshirt in her arms. Queen Victoria refused to let go of Albert. She chose to stay stuck in the past. She, she yearned for a time that no longer existed, that could no longer exist. In, in many ways, she stopped living on the day that Prince Albert died. She, she became a prisoner of her past. And friends, sadly, that is not uncommon. When a loved one dies, in our passion to cherish the good memories, sometimes we let those memories put us in a cage that prevents us from embracing the future. Kind of the same way as sometimes we become prisoners of past mistakes, past hurts, past offenses. Uh, we sometimes let various things in our past just imprison us. All of us, if you live long enough, you'll experience profound pain and suffering. I mean, there's just no escaping this. The choice is whether you uh, want to bust through it all and embrace all that God still has for you. Because friends, he still has so much more for you. The reason this story touched me is because I found myself stepping into uh, the dark world of yearning for the past. Lucas likes to harass me as the old man on the staff team. Well, it is a little true. I mean, I, I have 40 years of pastoral ministry experience under my belt, and these last two years have turned out to be the, the toughest of those 40 years. 
I have never in my ministry life experienced two years of ongoing chaos with no end in sight. And I found myself starting to do what Queen Victoria did. Let me explain. What I found myself doing was looking at the Fort City stats for 2019 and the first two months of 2020. Attendance was up and was continuing to grow. Giving was up. Baptisms were up. Heck, we had over 400 different kids turn up at Kid City in 2019. We got to work with 400 different kids. It was awesome. Then the pandemic hit, and it felt like all that good stuff had ground to a halt. You've been feeling the same thing. Will our kids really get to go back to school permanently or for very long on Monday? And yeah, how long? And can I or my kids survive another round of online learning if that happens? There is struggle where we work. There is struggle in our homes. And many of us find ourselves crying, oh, Take me back to 2019. Take me back to the old normal. But truth be told, 2019 isn't coming back, and 2022 is our reality. And we must embrace the reality of this coming year. Seize the opportunities this year will have for us and and see God move in ways that are beyond our wildest dreams and imaginations. You know, Queen Victoria owed it to the British Empire to to keep living, to keep leading, to to seize the new opportunities that the times were giving. She owed it to her children, even to Albert. She, She owed it to herself. Friends, when we refuse to let go of dead yesterdays, when we yearn to go back to 2019, we not only do a disservice to ourselves, we cheat everyone we love, including our God. Yes, We should absolutely cherish the good memories, but we must not let them lock us up in the past. We must fix our eyes on Jesus and realize that our God is bigger than any pandemic and his vision for our lives is much bigger, much grander than the mess that we see with this pandemic. And so what I want to do today and in the next few weeks is discover God's vision, God's purpose for your life and the life of your family over this next year. And I want to challenge you to chase after that vision and to experience God in a whole new way, in a powerful way, and in a way that allows you to thrive in the midst of whatever the world throws at us. And what I want to do personally, and what I want to invite each of you to do, is is just to discover the vision that God has for your life and, and the vision God has for us together as a church family. As I've been personally thinking about God's vision for my 2022, I've been reading and listening to two guys, two preachers in particular. One is Mark Batterson, who I quoted, who pastors uh, National Community Church in Washington, D.C., and the other is Rick Warren, who pastors Saddleback Church in Orange County, California. I I just listened to one awesome interview Carrie Newhoff from Aurelia did with Rick Warren. It was just really inspiring for me. So drawing on thoughts from these guys, as well as just stuff I'm wrestling through, Over the next weeks, I want to walk through six biblical concepts that, when embraced, have such potential to turn this year around and make it the best year ever, pandemic or not. I'm calling this series The Awesome Power Of, and I want to look at things like the awesome power of purpose and the awesome power of mission and the awesome power of unity and, and the awesome power of work. Yeah, you might not realize it, but your work can be really powerful and awesome. And today, I want to look at the awesome power of vision, a a God-given prophetic vision that is shaped by faith, a 
a vision that is not clouded by fear and, and not junked up by what's going on all around us. And, and as I'm thinking about this, I'm first thinking about a time when the Apostle Paul was in a, a really tough spot in his life. He's been arrested for his faith. His life is on the line. And, and Paul is bought, brought before King Agrippa. And King Agrippa is the Roman-appointed uh, governor over Israel at the time. And, and from a human point of view, things are looking like pretty dark for Paul. A, a lot darker than what most of us are experiencing right now. And Paul gives his testimony to Agrippa about how Jesus transformed his life from being a religious terrorist, where he was responsible for tracking down and killing Christian leaders, to where he is now a Christian missionary looking to help others come to know the love of Jesus for themselves. Paul, he had experienced this huge turnaround in his life. He experienced Jesus personally and powerfully, and he wasn't going to let go of Jesus, whatever else was going on around him. And what Paul does is he paints a picture for Agrippa of God's vision for his life. Paul was a vision-driven follower of Jesus. And it made all a difference. He knew his purpose. He knew what God called him to do. <clears throat> and he knew who God wanted him to be. And he tells Agrippa all about it. So he says, so then, King Agrippa. I was not disobedient to the vision God gave me. God has given me a, a vision for my life, and I, I've just held strong to it. The message paraphrase quotes Paul this way. What else could I do, King Agrippa? I couldn't just walk away from a vision like that, so I obeyed it. Friends, to let go of the past in a healthy way and to get through 2022 with victory and strength, no matter what this year throws at us, it requires that you have a God-given prophetic vision for how God wants to work in and through your life. That God plans to use you powerfully this year to make a difference in the lives of others, including your family. And God plans to use you to strengthen what he's doing through his Fort City family. The fact is, you are here at Fort City on purpose. Hey, many of us... We, we love to quote the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah because this describes the heart of our God for us. Jeremiah writes, for I know the plans, or he's actually God speaking through Jeremiah, says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Friends, that is the heart of our God for us. He has great plans for each and every one of us, no matter what's happening in the world around us. And he wants us to know his vision for our lives personally. He wants us to understand his vision for your family. And he's calling you to be part of a local church where we can do more together than any of us can do on our own. But so many of us have allowed the pandemic and all sorts of other junk to distract us, to, to get our eyes off of Jesus and to cloud the vision that God has for each of us. And when the vision gets clouded or we just can't see it, what happens? Well, King Solomon says, where there's no vision, the people perish. That's it. They, they perish. We, we, we lose hope. Now, in that verse, uh, the translators of the uh, English Standard Version use the phrase prophetic vision. And, and I kind of like that phrase, prophetic vision, because this is God speaking prophetically to each of us and, and to us as a, a church family. So we read in the ESV, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. 
they go their own way and kind of spiral downwards. Now in the notes, the margin notes of the ESV, they, they note that casting off restraint or people perishing could be translated where there is no prophetic vision, the people are discouraged. Isn't that so true? When we lose the, the vision of why we are here, why we are working here in Fort McMurray, why we do what we do, why we serve the way we serve, we, when we lose all of that vision, we just get lost and discouraged. Uh, depression <clears throat> sets in, mental health struggles emerge, and, and we perish. And I think the evil one has been having a great time using the pandemic, both the damage directly from the pandemic and the collateral damage that comes from all of this. He's been using us to get our eyes off of Jesus to lose sight of God's prophetic vision for our lives and, and it's causing so many of us to spiral downwards because without a clear vision from God what happens people get discouraged they become indecisive and confused you, you don't have any goal or purpose or meaning you just kind of let life happen to you and, and and life starts to suck a bit Without a vision for your life, you're just drifting. You're, you're not really living. You're, you're just existing. You're not thriving. You're not flourishing. And, and I don't want that to happen to any of us in 2022. Friends, God's got a life-giving, prophetic vision for each and every one of you. Hey, living without a clear, compelling, God-given vision just makes life messy. L life gets dark, and a lot of us are experiencing dark and messy right now. Let me tell you a story coming out of a board meeting here at Fort City. We have a small but awesome board. It consists of Kara Stapleton, Drew Wilson, Manuel Segovia, and Cameron Thrift. We're also in the process of onboarding a new member to replace Rebecca Thompson, who moved over the summer. And we're going to need to onboard yet another new board member as Cameron Thrift late in December. Cameron got news that he would be transferring with ATCO to a larger supervisory position in the South Calgary area as of February 7th. So congratulations, Cam, but this will be a huge loss for our board. Cameron is one awesome uh, board member, and with his wife Brenda as well as his kids, they have served and blessed this church in so many ways. His kids are so awesome. Some of you will remember that it was our Christmas Eve service after the 2016 fire that when the thrifts, that's when the thrifts began their journey to follow Jesus. It's been powerful to see how God called them to himself and has grown them and has gotten them involved in the mission of this church to this city. And so we'll really miss the thrift family, but know that God has great plans, a great vision for their lives in the Calgary area. But let's get to my story. At the December board meeting, this is a meeting where we do a bit of budget work for the 2022 budget and we wrestle with things like salaries. I'm a numbers guy. I've worked with budgets big and small throughout my ministry career, and, and, and I kind of know how to look at numbers and project into the future. As I said during the offering talk, the numbers this past fall were incredibly challenging. The biggest part of our budget is salaries, like two-thirds of our budget, or almost two-thirds of our budget is the cost of our staff team. As I looked at the options, really reducing staff wasn't one that we wanted to look at, but perhaps reducing salaries is, like by 10% or 15% or even more. It's tough, it hurts, but I wasn't sure how else we were going to make things balance in 2022. Enter Cameron Thrift. Besides listening to the preaching of myself and Lucas, he's a great fan of Life Church in Oklahoma, where Craig Groeschel is the lead pastor. There was a guest speaker at Life Church that really grabbed Cameron's attention. His name is Michael Todd. This is where the video at the 
beginning of the message connects with this message. That video, yeah, pushes the envelope a little bit, but that's okay. Anyways, uh, Cam took some time to talk about this message on crazy faith he heard from Michael Todd, uh, who gave it at Life Church. I was familiar with Michael Todd because I've heard him interviewed uh, by Craig Groeschel on his leadership podcast. The Michael Todd story is crazy, if not scary, just in the way he steps out and he trusts God for the impossible. Now, it's not trusting God blindly. It's acting on what you believe God has actually spoken for you. It's getting a vision from God, a prophetic vision, and then living by faith and not by sight. It it seems crazy, but to quote Michael Todd, it's only crazy until it happens. And essentially what Cam was challenging the board with is the crazy idea that maybe we should trust God to restore our budget to where we need it to be so that we don't have to make any huge, huge cuts. Is this something that God would call us to do? Is this part of God's vision for Fort City in 2022? Is God calling us to exercise some crazy faith? What happened is that I withdrew my budget recommendations and we were agreed to grow to pair and just to ask God whether he's calling us to step out in crazy faith or not. Because you don't step out in crazy faith without clearly hearing from God first. To quote Michael Todd, and by the way, we do have his book available on the shelves there if any of you are interested. Michael Todd says you have to be at least 51% sure that this is what God's calling you to do. Okay. So right now, we are in what I would call a discerning process about what God is saying to us. Really, we're asking God for a vision of what he wants to see happen in 2022. Crazy faith is scary faith. I get that. But the writers of the Bible seem to be into crazy faith a lot. The writer of the New Testament letter to the Hebrews says, now faith means putting our full confidence in the things we hope for. It means being certain of things that we cannot see. I mean, that sure sounds like crazy faith. But again, you can only act on crazy faith when you know that God has spoken to you. And friends, I do know that God wants to speak to each and every one of you. He he wants to speak to you about his vision for your 2022. He wants us reading his word, the Bible, and as we read his word, the Bible, he wants to speak specifically to us because he has good plans and a great future for all of us. He loves us. He's crazy about us. In the words of the Apostle Paul, Jesus wants us to live by faith, not by sight. Friends, it's my conviction that God has a vision for your life that is bigger and better than the circumstances that are all around you it might require a little bit of crazy faith to see it happen. Are you willing to let God give you a picture of what he wants for you in 2022? Are you willing to grab hold of that picture and walk by faith and and not by sight? I have a homework project for you. I want to challenge you to do this. Take some time this week. Find an hour to be alone with God and ask God to speak to you. Ask God to show you his vision for your life and your family in 2022. Listen for God. Picture what he is saying to you and then write it down. Write it down and put it somewhere where you won't lose it and that you can look at it from time to time. What does God want to do in your life this year? Ask him. How does God want your family to serve him this year? Ask him. What does God want your marriage to look like? Ask him. How does God want you to be part of his mission in his church? Ask him. 2019 isn't coming back. Let it go. 
Whether it was good or bad, let it go. Don't live in the past. But, Doc, I don't like this new normal. Let it go. Friends, just get your eyes on Jesus. Listen for his still, small voice. Let God take the lead in your life this year. God, he's got a great year ahead for you. It is very good if you will listen to him and live by faith and not by sight. And remember, Jesus did say, hey, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That's his promise to us, even in the middle of this pandemic. There is no reason to fear or or let all the mess that this world is in take you down. Get your eyes on Jesus. Let him speak his prophetic vision into your life. God is for us. God is on our side. Will you walk by faith? Will you believe? Let me lead you in prayer where we begin to seek God's vision for our lives. And I ask you just to take this prayer and to pray it with me. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you have a great future full of hope for my life and that of my family. Help me to see the picture that you have of my 2022 Show me your vision of what you want to do in and through me. And today, I commit to trusting you, following your leading and obeying your call, even in the dark, even the mess that's all around me. I will keep my eyes on you and trust our God for whom nothing is impossible. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.